Hey, this is Clark with Servant.co, here with Mark. Mark, how do you say your last name? Gwen. Gwen, Mark Gwen. Okay. It's good to have you. Um, I, uh, I read a little bit about you, and, and I want you to kind of tell me, you're in Ireland, right? Yeah, Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. Okay, so let's start with, uh, how did you end up in Northern Ireland? Yeah, um, well, um, our, our home church at the time, I was in college still, and our home church uh, just had a group of people kind of gathering to, to pray about Ireland, pray for Ireland, and, and specifically kind of praying towards sending a team there at some point. Uh, that was about, that's my son Archie, by the way. Um, I was, you know, this is, this is kind of 2002, 2003. Um, so my wife and I, we weren't married at the time, but we just kind of got roped into lead worship at the, this first prayer meeting and something just stuck in our hearts. Um, so kind of over the next two or three years, we would kind of drift in and out of that prayer meeting. Um, and then after we got married, there were, there were a series of events, but um, but a few significant people kind of speaking speaking some things into our lives that made us think seriously about that God might be calling us here. And so um, we, uh, at that point, we we made a, took a three month trip here, and we just worked at a camp, um, uh, a Christian camp during the off season and just kind of looked after the place while the owners, um, had to be back in the, or the, the people that ran the camp had to be back in the States. So really just hung out and, you know, buffed floors and put up chairs and whatever, and just explored what life was like here in the country and, and tried to feel out what God was doing in different places. And, um, so after that, we felt like God said that he was going to send us here. We went on a prayer retreat and, Kind of walked away with that sense of this is this is a place for us, but we hadn't really encountered a, a ministry yet or even a city that stuck out. So we were just kind of praying and saying, "God, you know, give us an open door." And one of the things we were asking for is for local people to invite us to come. And um, so about six months later, after that, um, there, there was a, a Northern Irish guy that. That showed up at our, our home church, Muncie Alliance Church in, Indi- in Muncie, Indiana, which is not, it's not a vacation destination. <laughs> right. So he, had, he just showed up and it turned out we had actually met briefly while we were here and hadn't thought much of each other. So he, he ends up staying for six months in Muncie um, and we got to know him during that time. And at the end of that, he said, you know, like I've, I've never felt spiritually at home and, um, and so, um, so he said, please, will you, will you come and bring what, what I've experienced here, um, to, to, to Northern Ireland. And so that, that was kind of our story. I mean, we did another scouting trip after that and it was another year and a half before, um, before we could actually move here, but, and, and, um, for for those like me that are clueless about pretty much all of Europe, is Northern Ireland, is it near Dublin? Is it rural? Is it more industrialized? Yeah. Well, um, we are in one of the more rural parts of it. There are some bigger cities. I mean, um, you know, Belfast is, an, is now, um, 
it, you know, it's a modern city. It's it's big. Um, we're in Newcastle, which is about 45 minutes south of of um, Belfast, and it's you know, it's a for here, it's a kind of medium-sized town. Uh, it'd be smaller for the states, but it's kind of a vacation spot for Northern Irish people. So a lot of people, you know, have memories of coming here growing up or whatnot. It's on the on the ocean and. And what were your initial impressions? I mean, especially in terms of what you were looking to do there. I mean, did, were you did you feel welcomed by the people there? Did you feel like God was was there already, or did you feel kind of like I, I've got a lot of work to do here? Well, um, yeah. I mean, Northern Ireland is, in many ways, it's it's a very Christianized place. It's it's a funny place. It's over. In some ways, I would say over-Christianized, um, um, but very quickly moving into a, a post-Christian space. So, right. you know, you would have like among 70-year-olds, I mean, a lot like the Midwest and the States, but maybe accelerated because of the, the religious violence and stuff. So you'd have where 70-year-olds 70, 70 would would go to church whether they believe or not just because it's the thing we all do. And, you know, 40, 50-year-olds, that starts to drop off. And then the 20-year-olds, a, a lot of them don't want anything to do. I mean, most of them don't want anything to do with the church they were handed down. Um, and uh, you find a lot of them I, already starting to, like, not know the stories about Jesus. Um, so, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things where... I think because of the violence and whatever, whatever reasons, and the and the, the trend in the rest of Europe, it's just catching up with Northern Ireland real fast. Yeah, and and that's so, you know what I had heard anecdotally from people that travel over there was that it's it's kind of had this almost eerie kind of um, energy to it. Where at one point there was a, a a strong Christian foothold there, and it had kind of eroded, like as you pointed out, over the generations. Um, but at the same time, do you find young people um, open? You know, it seems like, you know, in America here, people are wide open to a lot of different uh, ideas or beliefs or being talked to. Do you find them receptive? Um, yes and no. Um, yeah, we've. Yeah, I mean, you, you find a lot of people, a lot of people searching. Um, a lot of people are just really not open to um, Christian stuff. Like they think they already they think they already know. Right. We we know what you're selling, and we don't want it. Right. Um, you have to invest a lot of time in relationships. Um. But you know they are they are asking questions. People our age are asking a ton of questions. I think where where Northern Ireland is different from the states is that. Um, I think you have a whole lot, there's a whole lot more of a kind of cultural uh, or intellectual um, current of, of atheism. And so that it, it's more natural for young, younger folks to be atheists here, I think, than in the U.S. Okay, like less kind of, taboo. The, the flow of thought is, is towards, um, there's really nothing and those Christians are silly with their superstitions and their weird practices and stuff. So Right. And then like the little bit that I've heard about, you know, Irish people or friends that have gone to Ireland, they say that people are just the nicest in the world. 
Yeah, they're pretty amazing people. I think up here, up here, it's a little different than down south because you know, there's they had. We're really just ten years out from thirty years of of really kind of nasty religious war, um, mm-hmm. and so you know, people, you can you can feel that in the way people relate to each other and their neighbors. They're a lot they're a lot more guarded up here. They're still like awesome, friendly people, but you, um, they definitely there's that sense of like you don't. You don't. You never know who you're talking to. Is kind of the sentiment I've. Just amazing, warm, beautiful people. And and um, so let's get back to your journey. So you end up deciding you're going to live there full time. Yeah. Yeah. We moved here in 2008. Oh wow! So a little while ago then. Yeah. Yeah. And how's it been? Yeah, man, it's it's been a tough slog. Um but it's been good. Um I think our our I think a lot of the things that were in our heart when we moved over here in terms of what it looks like to minister in in a in a, into a post-Christian space is we had stuff in our heart that we didn't have the skills to do, so we I think just we made some false starts where we were just trying to do church as we'd known it, um, just trying to start a worship service, and and we found it it didn't work. Um, and so we've we've learned a lot about what it means to make disciples and and what it means to to start you know missional communities um, o- over the years. But um, but I've, it's it's been good, man. We've we've God's met us here, and we've seen. You know, we've seen people that, um, if, if as we've invested in them relationally, um, you know, maybe maybe that have said stuff like, you know, I've I've never prayed before. This is the first time I've ever prayed. And, wow. Um, so we've had we've had those moments, which make it worth it. Um, and we've really made an effort. It, we've really made an effort not to go after just coming in and, and bringing like a cool kind of American church flavor and trying to get all the disadvantaged or kind of all the, the younger folks that are unhappy with their traditional churches, leave their churches and come to the cool American thing. We really tried to steer clear of that. And it's because of that, it's been difficult, you know, to get a critical mass because we really just tried to move here and make friends with people that didn't know Jesus and, um, and, and, and start and, there, and that's a bit, it's been a long, hard slog, man. Right. Uh, I can imagine because it's just basically you and your wife and your son, right? Uh, two sons, yeah. Oh, two sons. I mean, now now there's more. There, there. Um, we've found some people here that are partnering with us, and um, but yeah, it started out with just just the two of us, and then we've had two kids since we moved here, and we thought there were going to be some other couples moving over with us um and then there was a local couple that we were going to partner with um but none of none of those relationships really worked out <laughs> so it ended up being kind of a parachute drop even though we didn't intend it to be that right right and how uh how are you going about outreach i mean are you just like you said are you kind of trying to be real subtle about it or are you 
using the web. I know you work on the web. So how do you go about trying to reach people? Yeah. Um, well, we, we definitely are on the more subtle side. Um, we do a lot of hospitality. Um, we do a lot of just um, you know, try, wherever we go, trying to identify who, who are the people that God is bringing us into relationship with. Um, I mean, one, we try and go places where people aren't, where people are who don't believe. So we, we put ourselves in, in those spots. So like when we moved over, I, I just, I, I was a music major in college. So I joined a like community theater group and, and my wife took a sewing class and stuff. So just going where people are, see what relationships God brings our way. Uh, and then as people are interested in, in us and who we are and, and what we bring to the table, investing in those relationships um, and um, really try, trying to help people discern, to, to discern God's voice in their life. That, and the assumption is that God is already calling people. He's already working in their lives. And we, um, we I mean, really, it's, it's the same process of discipleship you do with somebody who is a believer. It's what's God doing in their life, helping them discern that, helping them learn to respond, um, and then, you know, speaking the gospel into that. Um, but and, we've come to view that as a process that starts before people believe in Jesus even. Right. We'd, anytime we're in a relationship with anybody, um, we're just thinking, you know, those things, what's God doing in this person's life where they need the gospel? How can I speak truth and hope to them and push them a little closer to Jesus. And I mean, you've been there a good amount of time now. So, so where, you know, in retrospect, now looking back, where do you see things going in the future or where would you like them to go? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's okay. It's okay to just, you know, you can, you can either tell me the, realistic uh assertion or you can go ahead and tell me what you would just love to see even if you don't think it might happen yeah well you know from the beginning we we've said you know we we feel like um the the irish people and i, w- I would include northern northern ireland in that um it have have just a really unique calling particularly in europe um to kind of repeat um what's happened in the past uh, where, where Celtic missionaries really re-evangelized Europe after the dark ages. And um, um, so we our, our purpose from the beginning has been to kind of help to reignite that. And um, that's a thing that lots of, lots of people here um, and abroad have, have felt about Ireland. Um, so that's not just something we're dreaming up. I, I think that it's what, what God is doing here. And um, so the big picture is we want to, we want to sow into that, you know, we want to, um, we want to make, make disciples and raise up leaders who are capable of, who are, are living into that and seeing God's kingdom come around them and, and in, into Europe and whatever beyond that. Um, but, uh, what that looks like in the, and I, I believe that's going to happen. Uh, I, whether we have any part in it in the long term, I don't know, but, um, 
in the short term, you know, like at this point, like we have, we have a, a community of, of people around us. Um, and we, we are in a relationship with, with a few other people who have, who are doing similar kind of missional communities around them and just within their circle of influence. Um, and, and so I think, um, you know, the net, the thing we're starting to pray into now is what does it look like then to start, um, building what we would think of as a church from those, um, you know, I, I think we struggle a lot with language, uh, because you say church here and people think you know what they mean, but, um, so, but I think what we're praying into is, you know, we have these little communities of, you know, 15 to 30 people who are meeting in houses, who are, um, trying to love their neighbors, um, who are being community to each other. And, um, and then what, what does it look like to kind of network those together into kind of a mission base or a mission hub, um, which is more kind of the, you know, what, what I would call it a church. Right. And, and that kind of brings me to, to my last question. How can people help? I mean, it sounds like what you want to do and what you're trying to do, you need help. What, what can people do to help you get to this goal? <laughs> yeah besides I mean, move to ireland yeah well um yeah i never know how to answer that question because in you know like what we're doing is we're trying to build a sustainable movement so we're <laughs> we we don't have a ton of financial needs i mean Ange and i are we're we're about um 60 40s um 60 percent uh web web development and 40 percent missionary support so um you know that we have we have missionary support needs um but it's not like we have a ton of you know community projects people can give to uh we we really value prayer um yeah that, i mean i think prayer is the main thing you know okay um We'll absolutely be doing that, and um, you have a, a blog or something that people could subscribe to an email? Yeah, we have a blog and an email list. Um, the, the blog is just markandange.com, and we have, um, yeah, the, the email list, you can sign up there, okay. um, Facebook and Twitter and stuff too. Yeah, man. Very good. Well, Mark, I really appreciate the time, and uh, it sounds like you're doing some, some hard but rewarding work for God in Ireland. Uh, thank you very much for being with us. We're trying, man. <laughs> thank you.